everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, my name is Aid, and uh, this is the long, 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 long awaited Cheap Shots Challenge show. Hooroo! We have a fantastic team of sunbeams gathered for your delectation and delight this week. Uh, We have the the ever artistic Claire. Hi, Claire. How are you doing? I'm really good, thanks. And really glad to be here to do the cheap shots. I always like doing the cheap shots. And also um, because we have a super duper host with us today so i can't wait to listen to their <laughs> nice tones we do indeed we do indeed it is it is a pleasure uh, to welcome uh, reprising his role as mr judgmental <laughs> <laughs> oh there you go and giving it away with his witchy cackle it is of course our beloved graham hey buddy <laughs> Uh, it's a treat to be back here and yeah I honestly feel that this is the role I was born for here to judge I've come here to judge and I'm going to judge harshly and unfairly because I, I think that's my role in life we would expect no less from you we no, really exactly. would I mean why, why would we want it any other way yeah yeah absolutely no it's a treat to be back here guys um, see your lovely lovely faces I do miss <laughs> seeing your faces and of course, we're, we're missing Rachel. Um, she couldn't be here, could she? And also Christian, and they both say hi. Yeah, they, do. they both ducked off. Wow. They, they did. Although, to be fair to Christian, I think he's sick. And to be fair to Rachel, I think she's working really, really hard because <laughs> she's had this week booked for months in our calendar saying that she couldn't be here. So sorry, to sorry, both of them couldn't be here. But what we do have is a fantastic collection of cheap shots submitted by our loyal and glorious listeners. And uh, and to repay their efforts and their kindness, we're going to let Graham loose on them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, look, folks, he's cracking his knuckles, right? He's come on, he's coming. He's taking off his champ's you know, dressing gown, you know, the red one with the gold bits on the end of it. And, his sleeves uh, are up. Yeah, he's holding up that big belt, you know, like they do on the telly, the boxers. Are you a boxer or a wrestler, Graham? Hmm, I think I'll go boxer, yeah. A boxer. Well, yeah. That's a shame because, I mean, we could have a massive tangent uh, even before the show probably starts on what would be your wrestling name. <laughs> if you mm. were a Mexican wrestler, what would they call you? <laughs> the village I grew up in, as soon as you started down this tangent, the village I grew up in, which is a tiny little village in the absolute arse end of nowhere in North Wales, but... It did produce, and I learned this when I was at school because I was at primary school. I had to write about somebody famous from our village, which is very difficult in rural North Wales. <laughs> Do all right about and the same was, person. <laughs> there was a wrestler from, from this Welsh village called El Bandito. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure, which is a very Mexican name for a very Welsh person. But um, yeah, so there you go. I'm going to take that as a as a um, hereditary village name. <laughs> So okay, no, that, that totally is justifiable to me. Mm-hmm. It's just like I, I'm not aware of any famous wrestlers having lived where I grew up. So you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So your tiny little village has got one over on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Splendid. Okay. Well, uh, El Bandito. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive in. Uh, so we've got uh, we've got oh, uh, a good bundle of people to get through, um, and I guess we could take it in turns. Um, so, um, well, given I've got the mic, I'll go first, I suppose. And uh, probably this is a good one for me because um, I, I owe this person uh, not an apology as such, because hey, you know we we stand proud here on Sunday Sixteen in our 
inability to organize stuff. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, hey, Aaron Alfano, uh, and uh, thank you for chasing us on Discord uh, the other day saying, when is this show coming? Um, as luck would have it, your timing was excellent because we had it probably just confirmed that we were able to do it like in the next couple of days. So so uh, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for your submission. Um, and uh, here is the email from Aaron. It says, hello, Sunbeams. Hope all of you are well. I'm attaching my entries for the Harvest Theme Cheap Shots Challenge. It's still December the 11th here, so hopefully I can get them in just under the wire. Do you know what? It's December the 12th as we record this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's not put it out for a while, though. Let's keep it for a while before we put it out. (laughs) I think it'll mature like a fine wine, this show. Uh I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, I am actually presenting these as joint entries because my daughter, Sienna, collaborated with me in selecting the subjects and planning the shots we had a lot of fun doing our little photo shoot excellent stuff a, a multi-generational pan-generational multi-generational i don't know whatever you want to call it an, an entry we made these shots using my pentax spotmatic with its 50 mil 1.4 super takuma lens and fuji for, excuse me fuji superior 400 film although i bought this camera because of its cheap shots challenge eligible price every time i use it i enjoy shooting with it and i'm impressed with the results I'm looking forward to seeing everyone else's entries. Keep up the good work. Best regards, Aaron. Okay, brilliant. Right, so we have two photos. Um, uh, who wants to describe the first one? I'll describe the first one. Go on, go <laughs> it's for a, it. It's a picture of um, Aaron's daughter's hands holding an apple. <laughs> very, harvesty, very harvesty looking apple as well. It's it a sort is. of golden red colour. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it nice does look like a harvesty apple, and I like, like the lighting in here and the lighting on the apple. It, it does look enticing. It mm. does, and it's... it looks like it's been shot. Yeah, you know, it's focused on the apple, but it blurs nicely away. So I'm guessing that that ta- uh, that uh, what is it, Super Takamar is being shot wide open there at f one point four. So yeah, it's a nice. It's a very nicely composed. It's a very simple shot, which I think works fantastically with it. Um, and yeah, all the focus is just on that apple in the hands. Uh, yeah, cracking. Yeah, uh, good shot. And then in the second shot, the apple has a friend. <laughs> yeah, I like this friend, a little bird friend. And it looks very, and it's very harvest colours because it's, um, well, is it a very um, American harvest colours, I would say? Yeah, orange. Um, yeah, I'm guessing if it was in this country, we'd probably call it a, a robin, but probably not a robin. <laughs> um, but it's a, it is a, it's just for for the, the sake of the listeners uh, who cannot see the photos uh, alongside this as they're listening. Um, it is a, uh, what would you call it? It's it's a crafted bird, isn't it? It's yeah. A, uh, it looks like it's made out of felt stitched together to, as a bird right. and then stuffed with you know, cotton wool or, or whatever it is you stuff these things with. It's a rather nice little thing, actually. It has a, bow, yeah. it has a green bow tie on. Um, which is interesting, um, and the colour nice matches dimples. really well. Yep, they're nice. Yeah, absolutely, and the colour matches very nicely with the the scarf it's sitting on and, and the apple itself. So, really, really, um, really nice shots. I'm, I'm looking. I'm thinking the shot under some quite warm light because if this is shot on yeah. Superior, Superior is not known for its you know, oranges and and what have you particularly, is it? So th- these are really lovely, warm looking photos. It kind of pictures being you know inside and warm while the harvest and all the cold. Is coming on outside yeah also just such a a nice thing to do to do a project like this 
with your child it can be so much fun um if, if they're on board I, i've done a few bits and pieces like that with my boys um over to, and when they're in the mood for doing it it's just the most fun so um what a cool thing to do definitely definitely okay so uh probably we should have said actually before we started into these uh, that we will be making the shots available as we usually do on our website uh, which is probably means it's a good reason. There's a good, uh, good thing that Graham is here because I, I, for the life of me, I have no idea how to update the website. <laughs> I definitely knew once. <laughs> I'm sure I can figure it out again. So, so by the time you hear this, uh, listeners, <laughs> uh, Gra- Graham will have, have created uh, a place <laughs> on the Sunny16Podcast.com website uh, where you can go and see the images and uh, look at those as <laughs> as you listen along to the show. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, very nice place to start with these two images nice. from Aaron and Sienna. Aaron Sienna, yeah. Thank you both, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, right. Uh, Claire, do you want to read the next one? Yes, so this is from Alex technique um hello sunnies not really harvest time here in the sunny southern hemisphere so here are a couple of images of the harvesting of the steel and rubble from the demolition of an early 1970s brutalist office complex oh no okay i love i love brutalist <laughs> architecture <laughs> what a shame it was a knockdown but... harvesting claire's trauma yeah so anyway the camera is it an agra Ag- agfa sorry um, rapid and ag for rapid. Am I right? I think it says ad for ISO rapid ISO, IF. Rapid, sorry. IF, yeah. Just like the one used by Lemmy Caution in Alpaville, cost about 10 of our Australian dollars. Wow, that's practically um, free. Yeah, and the film is um, Ilford FP4 and hand rolled into old rapid cassettes. Ooh, um, okay. Lots of love from Alex. So, okay, who wants to describe the first picture? uh well uh the first picture uh it's do you know what um f- well, i would like to say that it says fp4 but there's a really nice glow to these uh images um, I, agree. I guess that may come from the the lens i suppose if it's not the film mm. but it almost looks like there's a sort of um you know that sort of faux infrared uh you know sort of glow glow that you get when it's the, the film has been a bit sensitive to some beyond the red uh, frequencies but it's cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. It's a good look because it softens the blow of having your brutalist architecture bulldozed. So the first Which one I... is a picture of a bulldozer. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. framed nicely by a tree. It uh, is. Ho- hopefully um, the tree will have survived the demolition process. And um, I always feel you can always feel the um, Australian good weather in this picture as That's well. True. It does look like a nice sunny day, doesn't it? Um, yeah, so it's it's um, it's got a nice a nice glow to it. Um, great. Um, just thinking about that, I'm 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 just wondering uh, the the camera, the Agfa ISO Rapid IF. That be mm-hmm. a it, that uh, is that a camera that you know because you know something about those. I I want to say about older cameras that I don't. So I was just looking this up because it's not one I was familiar with. It's a bit of an odd odd chicken this one. Um, yeah. So it shoots square square frames as opposed to your more usual not um and it does shoot 35 millimeter film but oh, okay. as you mentioned it sees it has to be spooled into these rapid cassettes which i think are specific to you couldn't just put ordinary 35 millimeter film in it ah. um so yeah i mean it's i think it was one of these cameras that was probably around at the same time as the instamatics um right okay 
you know, it's not fast and it's not fancy. Um, and I, I think that the the features and probably the feature of you know, it's an F8 camera. It's got you know a small lens. Um, uh, let's see if I find out the. Um, so when you say it's not fast, it does have rapid in the name. Yes. Is that, is that a bit of marketing bluff there? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it looks like an it looks like an interesting camera, um, mm. but one that you're going to have to put time and effort in to use, as Alex clearly has. Um, this, yeah, I'm, I'm just reading uh, quick. Well, I'm trying to read. I'm skimming very quickly through an article on here. Um, but yeah, quite a quite a basic camera in a lot of ways, and I think that basicness is what's probably given it this fairly distinctive look to the shots and mm. you know the fact that you've got these square frames. i i that that first one you were talking about i re- i really love the way that that shot has been framed up um it is good yeah it's very nice indeed yeah nice it's got a really nice interesting sky because the 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 digger and the um ground is very much occupying the bottom left corner and the tree is occupying the upper right corner and you've got this nice bank of sky in between and the digger just kind of peering ominously out of it um yeah i, I like that very very <laughs> dystopian it's good. yeah it's it's a very, it's a it's a well constructed composition actually isn't it so it's, it's yeah yes very much so cool okay all right so that's alex's first shot then the second shot is uh, that lovely it, tree that you were just wondering whether or not I was going to survive in pieces on the floor? Well, it may not be the same tree, but but there is a tree on the floor, um, you know, joined by what looks to buy it be an, an empty paint bucket, uh, a, a, a knackered old tire of some sort, all as a, a as a marvelous foreground to you know what uh, looks like a, an abandoned building, probably just about to be bulldozed uh, in the background. Um, so it's a, it's a, yeah. It's a sad photo, this, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's you know, the, the, it, at least the other one, you, you, you've got some nice sunshine and you've got like a triumphant <laughs> digger that has fought the building and won. This one just looks like a, a slightly sad tree and some, some rubbish. Slightly, slightly sad tree. I mean, it has been knocked down and cut into pieces. <laughs> so slightly sad. Yes. Well, you, you know, I'm not technical about trees like you are. <laughs> yeah, that's my professional's viewpoint. Trees that have been chopped into multiple pieces are sad. I'd be interested to actually see the Brutalist building if it existed. You know, if there's a, an image of the Brutalist building before it was knocked down as well. Ah, you mean like a before and that, after? Yeah, yeah. That, could, that, that would be um, really interesting. I really um, like uh, Brutalist. Before it was stuff. harvested. Before <laughs> it was harvested, yeah. Yeah. Yes. No. I, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, is it, yeah. Okay. So we have a, a triumphant digger and a sad tree. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Alex. Uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I'm. 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 There's definitely something about that first one. It's, it's yeah. a combination of the of the, of the composition uh, and uh, and just the the general sort of look and feel of it. Maybe come from the it's, the lens in the camera. It's like yeah. a transformer. The yeah. <laughs> it's it's harvesting history for the sake of capitalism. I'm sure it's what, what's going on there. <laughs> okay, well, Graham, uh, would you like to uh, read the next email, please? Yeah, absolutely. This is from David Noble. Uh, he writes and say, Hello, please find my entries attached, taken on a very abused role of bulk-loaded HP5 at ISO 400, artistically processed by opening the camera back before rewinding for oh, what was dear. absolutely, definitely, completely intentionally <laughs> added character and charm. Oh, dear. I, I approve. <laughs> Other than the obvious farm-related subject in the photos, 
I have been told I need to add a certain level of artistic meaning to them. Putting my waffling artist hat on the best I can come up, sorry, the best I can come up with is that these photos were taken on a lovely and long delayed holiday. So in that sense, they are themselves harvested from mm. the fruits of time and work. Ooh. In reality, I was just having a lovely time and took photos of nice scenes. And these two are some of my favorites and happen to fit the challenge theme quite well. Unsure if I need to specify, so I'll add it anyway. The equipment used is HP5 uh, uh, bulk loaded. Another bulk loader. This is great. I'm a big fan of all this bulk loading going on. A Nikon FE2 given to me for free a long time ago, which is very cheap, but in need of repair. It has continued to see much love and abuse in my hand since. While this is no longer a cheap camera, it is a cheap example of one and was not worth anything when I got it. The cheapest way to shoot is to use what you have already, the way I see it. Very mm. true. Kind regards from David Noble. So, yeah, so this first picture uh, is a great shot uh, taken, I would imagine, from the uh, a trailer being pulled along by an old tractor. And you can just see the yeah. front of the tractor uh, and a, a good old farmer in his tweedy hat and tweedy jacket trundling down a country lane. It's a very... Um, bucolic scene i've never used that What's... word before and i wanted to give it a go and i'm not sure if i used it in the right setting but uh let's go with it What's i'm not i'm old... not confident to call you out <laughs> what's that old um tv program from i don't know the 80s and it was um last was of the that... summer wine that's it that's yes. it it has a last of the summer wine feel <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I can completely see. Yeah, just very pastoral um, time times of your kind of picture. And uh, yes, I, I can see that thing. I mean, it just the 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 even though it is kind of abstracted in a way that that, mm. that, that farm setting, the fact that we know it's a track, yeah. we know it's a farmer because he's wearing check and check cap, <laughs> um, and uh, he's on this track. And yeah. And he's right, and he's driving a tractor. Yes, and he's driving a tractor. These things are all dead giveaways. Although, well, yeah. having said that, though, I mean, the tractor looks suspiciously clean. Uh, what we can see of it, and also it is pulling a trailer that must be full of tourists. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, unless it is, I mean, it, of course, uh, Dave, David may have um, you know privately hired the the farmer and the tractor and the trailer, but uh, but yeah, no, it's a great shot. Do you know what? I, one of the things I really love about this is that the, uh, the the quite large vertical exhaust pipe from the tractor's engine is is pointing straight up if it, it, and it just dissects the frame vertically it's right in the center mm. and obviously deliberately so um and uh it it provides a for me it, it it's a really nice it's a really nice shot um because it it, it you yeah, know you've got the farmer who's driving the tractor on one side of it and a bit of negative space on the other side of it so that mm. you can see what's going on around the place i just really like it it's just a a uh a, a, a really interesting choice of composition to to make the exhaust mm. on the tractor be effectively the subject of the photograph mm. <laughs> mm. yeah yep yeah, absolutely no it's good um and the second one it's mm. interesting the second one because this is a picture that you don't it's in again in portrait format which the first one was um and this is a kind of a classic bucolic i looked at what bucolic means and it does mean a, a pleasant rural kind of setting so i've definitely nailed it um 
this is another pleasant bucolic scene looking out across um sweeping fields and um you know crops etc mm. it's very nice um I, I do like that you can definitely see that the funkiness has gone on with that film <laughs> from the uh artistic um opening of the back you can see some nice kind of uh vertical striations going down the right hand side there but it doesn't detract from the picture at all um i think it's just a nice scene and i i like that that is in portrait because it gets the the feeling of the sky in the picture is you know it's 50 50 split between the, the land and the sky and that can be quite boring but actually i think it works really well here um this, yeah, I like that. I like both of those. I do, and I think David David clearly has that eye for line because yeah, we talked about the 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 line, uh, the the major line the, uh, in the first image, and then uh, the the scene in the second image has multiple lines in it that cross. So there's path through the field and things like that. There's the horizon line, hedgerows, that mm. sort of thing. There's definitely a sense of line in these compositions. Uh, so, yeah, 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 exactly. Mm. And so yeah, it's always good things like that. Just I. I do find that things are really enable you to engage with landscape photography much more when there's something quite literally leading your eye down into it. And it, it, it gives it more purpose than just looking at across a blank field. I think it's yeah, absolutely. It's something I struggle sometimes with landscape uh, photography because I don't do it very often perhaps, or because I'm just not very good at it um, or both of the above. Um, I sometimes forget that there needs to be a subject. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh so it's nice to have the lines that help you navigate this this image cool yeah well thank you very much uh dave um or david i should say um mm -hmm. on to uh another uh david or dave this time uh dave walker hi dave uh thank you for e emailing in he says hey sunny folk here's <laughs> my submission to the cheap shots challenge theme of harvest it's a photo of my son, Edward, playing an old 80s arcade machine called Bubble Bobble <laughs> in a pizza place in Oxford. <laughs> I, I do love how this theme has been stretched to breaking point and then beyond breaking point. Um, so, I so, approve. But credit, credit to uh, uh, Aaron and Sienna, who so far uh, would definitely win this on a technicality in that they've mm -hmm. actually taken something harvesty. Um, yeah. uh, but but you know we have also harvested uh, a brutalistic uh, uh, um, uh, uh, building a tractor and now an arcade game or maybe a pizza i don't know uh, we'd been mm. on a boy's day out to see a planetarium at the history of science museum and we're enjoying some dad-son time over lunch the pizza restaurant had free arcade games <laughs> and and the shot here is of him harvesting bubbles in the game oh phew. Saved it there, Dave. Just saved it. Totally get you with the harvesting bubbles in the game. Bathed in low golden autumn light from the window behind him. It was one of those moments where I was just glad to have a point and shoot on me. I looked up, saw the light and the composition, grabbed my camera, stood up, took the shot and sat down again before he'd had time to get self-conscious and move. I love the light and shade and the reflection onto his face. One of my favourite photos already, I think. The camera qualifies because it was free to me. A lady in the village that I help out sometimes gifted. No, sorry. <laughs> a lady in the village that I help out sometimes gifted it to me when I cleared out her loft. It is a oh. Nikon L35 AF that had belonged to her father when he'd been alive and it was in mint condition. 
The film is Santa Color 100 from Camera Rescue in Finland and worked out at about nine euros per roll from their Kickstarter. Altogether, pretty frugal, I think. Take care, Dave. Oh, what's Graham holding up to the camera? That is, this is is an L35 um, AF2, but very similar kind of thing. Nice classic. 80s mad 80s point and shoot they're great good good sort of brick shape to it yeah absolutely they're they're very good um t- they they take nice pictures of those or mine's, mine's got a bit of a problem at the moment but um anyway um yeah this picture i i can see why it's instantly become one of um dave's favorite pictures of yeah. it is that is a cracking picture the light is just spot on yeah um, everything isn't it the light edward yeah there's only two yeah and the color the saturation of the film as well it's not i've never heard of that um the film what's it called um santa Santa color never heard of that film have you not one i'm aware of Uh, i have heard of it um i didn't know it was from the camera rescue guys um so that's my bad for not being aware of that Um, oh yes sorry yes now i have yeah they did a limited limited run of it yeah i I think it um the whole thing works really well doesn't it yeah it does it it is an instant fave it's lovely yeah Mm. there's there's two things about it that bother me one behind his son's head there's a there's a picture an advert (laughs) for um not sorella our cashew based vegan cheese not a fan of that not sorella (laughs) yes two the other thing that bought now listen that was a perfect place to get great light but he's playing bubble bobble when right next to him there's a street fighter 2 machine that he's not playing (laughs) on what are you doing child you're like come on but apart from that, it's great. Maybe the light Let's wasn't assume... so picturesque at the Street Fighter 2 machine. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, or maybe Dave's just bringing his kids up wrong. One of these things. Yeah, could, could be. Maybe, maybe he'd been playing on Street Fighter 2 for three hours already and yeah. you know, fancied a break. Yeah, yeah. Bubble Bobble's good too, but... Um... You know, it's no street fight. Too, so. Well, listeners, we promised you judgment, and there it is in action. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll judge. We'll judge your photos. We'll judge your lifestyle. We'll judge your parenting. We'll judge everything. We'll judge everything for free. It's great. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Dave and, of course, to Edward for being the subject uh, of that shot. All right. Claire, over to you for the next one. Okay. So this is from Keegan Cumbo, which is a nice name, isn't it? Keegan mm-hmm. So hello, Sunbeams. My name is Keegan C. I have been shooting film for about a year and a half in various formats. I live in Seattle, in the Seattle area of Washington in the United States. Currently, I have caught up to episode 170, but oh, skipped ahead. Dead. Sorry? He's nearly there, then. <laughs> nearly there, yeah. But oh, skipped man. ahead to make sure I could enter this Cheap Shots challenge. For my challenge camera, I found a Yashica Dental i1. I bought it for $30 with the case for it. When I picked it up, it was believed to be broken as the film advance was stuck. The viewfinder was dim and the batteries for the data back was dead. After messing with it for a while, I realised the metal shutter was stuck mid-motion. Not knowing how to fix it, I just gave it a good whack from the top and it got loose. (laughs) My kind of repair technique. So it was a good, yeah. So after changing the batteries, everything worked. So that's great, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Cool. Nice. Good Um, technique there. Yeah. This is a specialised macro version of a Yashica 
FX3 that has been modified by what's that word? I can't. Kyocera is a Kyocera, oh yeah, as a dental camera to take pictures of teeth. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? The lens is not removable. The power winder case is permanently attached and modified to house four AA batteries to power a ring, ring flash um, built into the lens. The part that makes this a good challenge camera is by design, you can't focus to infinity and it is a point and shoot camera. To focus, you move the camera itself closer or farther away as the zoom amount is linked to the focusing ring. I'm trying to work out how that works. The aperture is linked to the focusing ring as well. Okay. okay and the shutter, the, and the, I'm trying to work it out in my head. And the shutter speed is locked. Um, That'll unlike... be why. So if there's a flash on it somewhere that mm -hmm. it's, and it's supposed to take pictures of teeth, then if you zoom in, you're going to be further away. And if your shutter speed is locked, then you want slightly big aperture. If the it may be that maybe the flash can only put around a, a standard one single amount of thing. Maybe the flash that's built into it is not mm -hmm. um, is not adjustable. Because if that's the case, you'd want yeah. You know, the further away you are, when the when the light is dropping away, you'd want to have a wider aperture to get your exposure right. If your film okay. and your shutter speed are locked, that sounds like a very complex way to achieve that thing. <laughs> So unlike unlike the dental eye two and three, the dental eye one. <laughs> Who knew there's a whole range of these things? <laughs> only uses batteries for the flash and can be fired without them. For my film, I used a roll of unknown age Velvia fifty. I got for free when picking up some darkroom supplies. It's nice. Velvia's nice film. Mm. For my first entry, we went to get some oysters, harvested fresh from the farm, and ate them right on the beach. For my second entry, we are in a mushroom. We are in mushroom harvesting season, or so I have heard. I really just saw this giant red mushroom on the sidewalk and decided to bring my camera to work to get a picture before the day started. I also attached some runner-up photos to show just what this gem of a camera can do. I saved the camera um, just for the for the cheap shots challenge, but I have found it to be a little too constricting with its limitations and it has just been collecting dust. I think I will look for a new challenge camera and let this one go to, to its next owner. I enjoy trying all types of cameras, but have a thing against keeping something I won't use. So I'll be so I will be looking to trade it off for the next camera that catches my eye or just for some film. I have more to say, but this is long enough as it is. Thank you for putting on an amazing podcast, Keegan C. That's interesting, isn't it? That's that's great. So the first picture, who wants to describe the first picture? Well, well, first of all, I mean, I, I, I'd be happy to do that. But but Keegan, yeah. that sounds like an enormously complex camera mm. to shoot with. Um, uh, and, it, and he has included actually a picture of the camera, uh, which looks like it's got some weird contraption. I guess that's the ring flash on the front of the lens. So um, it, it's um, I had imagined uh, it would be a, um, a point and shoot, but it looks like it's an SLR camera. Yeah, uh, it does. Converted. Yeah. So. So imagine, listeners, an SLR camera with a, with a macro lens uh, and a ring flash, I guess, attached to the end of it. But I guess the lens is uh, is it's adapted for specific dental work. Um, uh, so let's have a look at this. Um, so the first one is of a, a plate a, a plate of open oysters uh, on a bed of ice. Um, mm. Do you know what? I really like this photo. That the the colours are fantastic. Yeah, you know, the really rich colours, and yeah. I'm loving that the whole 
macroness of it or inability to focus yeah or choose your aperture um is it is it's given us a very very shallow depth of field so so the the lemon that presumably is uh, to provide the juice to to to, to um squirt on the oysters um is in focus um and anything on the plane is on focus with it but um the rest of it all blurs out nicely in the foreground and the background oh yeah i really like that it's quite an in, an inviting shot Although I'm a massive fan of oysters, I'll take them or leave them. Um, mostly leave them, but yeah, mm. uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. So it's a really nice shot, though. So it's definitely a distinctive look to it, isn't there? Definitely, it's really good quality. I think, isn't it? The camera produces. It looks really sharp in the center where it's actually in focus, doesn't it? Yeah, that's phenomenal. And for, you know, 50, uh, 50 Velvia of unknown age, the colors and the sharpness yep. and everything from those pictures is brilliant absolutely brilliant and and it's a nice choice as well because it it suits the film and the characteristics of the lens really well because the the crispness of what it's doing and the color it really pop out nice contrasty subjects so mm. it worked really well so in the second shot then um the oysters have been joined by a bit of garlic bread um <laughs> at least it looks like garlic bread um yeah, in the center so. of the plate and and with some tomato Mushroom. sauce is it not mushrooms? Are we not oh, on the mushrooms? mushrooms. Uh, no, 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 the mushroom no, is for, yeah, when, we, when we get to the mushroom photo, you're, you're, ah, you're yeah, definitely yeah. is definitely a mushroom. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, so yeah, the oysters in a sauce this time um, with bread in the middle of the plate. Um, but again, it's got that same richness of colour um, and you know, it's, yeah, very very nice. And the, the bread in the middle of the plate is really sharp. So Keegan clearly knows how to use the camera as well, as challenging Absolutely. technically as it might be. He certainly, I guess if it's an SLR, you can tell when it's in focus, can't you? Which is which mm. is handy. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. Right. On to the third photo. Mm. Now, I was trying to figure out what this was, because the, the fourth photo, the fourth photo is a picture of a, I'm going to say 100% toadstool. <laughs> That looks like a toadstool yeah. from the mushroom to me, but I, it looks like Toad from uh, Super Mario Brothers. So when I say toadstool, bright red. And I think that the third picture is an incredible close-up of the cap of that. It um, is. But it so... looks like teeth. The third picture, I know it's a close-up of the mushroom, but initially when I went down it, I thought it was te teeth. <laughs> oh well, you do live in Wales. <laughs> teeth can be a bit ropey around. But um, I absolutely... That the picture of the um the red mushroom, I love it. Do you? It's like something from a fairy tale, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And the the red, I love Alice how in Wonderland, the, I suspect. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> and look I look how vivid that red is as well. It is, yes. And much, the, so, yeah. how how that light is shining on, on the edge. I love this picture. It's great, really... and that'll be the light from the built in flash, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd cause... love to see that on the side of a road. As long as you don't then harvest it and in any way ingest it, because I think that probably will end up making you feel very bad slash dead. I yes, it it doesn't look like a happy mushroom, does it? Uh, it looks like looks like a deading mushroom. Mm -hmm. Yes, but a great photo, and uh, again, yeah, yeah, technically incredibly well executed, as well as being, uh, yeah, as well as being a good photo. Yeah. So uh, yeah, okay. Last couple then uh, from Keegan, who who has um, you know. Uh, has decided to um bend the rules let's say slightly uh, uh the two the two rule submission two photo submission rule uh by sending us five oh. six 
<laughs> All well, good, some, of, some of the behind-the-scenes ones. I yeah. Think. Def- definitely. Yeah. The one with the camera in its case is definitely a behind-the-scenes one, yeah. So that one, no. And this this one's lovely as well, isn't it? Of uh, the holly. So the holly, yeah. Some holly in the sunlight, the red berries uh, and green leaves in the sunlight. And again, yeah, it's come through very nicely indeed, yeah. The red and the light, the light, yeah, lovely. It's an impressive, yeah, impressive stuff, Keegan. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's it. I can certainly see why, as a cheap shot camera, he may have exhausted its one trick. <laughs> that pony's one trick. And yeah, I think you're making a good choice to perhaps find something that you can focus a little further away than the probably I'm one sure to I two had... feet. But a good job that it was a, uh, a, a an SLR. I remember years and years ago, Graham, you'll remember this. I had... Uh, a Russian plastic point and shoot of some sort of uh, mm-hmm. uh, Shmina. Shmina, yeah. It was which I was really, I really loved using, and it was only after I put the first couple of rolls through it and thought I really like this camera that I realised that the the focus adjustment is way off, and and mm-hmm. and where yeah, you know, uh, when it said it was focusing at infinity, it was actually focusing at about three feet. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was a cosmic symbol, wasn't it? That you had? oh, that's right. Yeah, it was a cosmic yeah. symbol. Yeah. Yeah, go. You see, you've got a good memory for these things. Oh, all the important facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, that is the great advantage. I've been doing a did a bit of macro stuff fairly recently, and yes, SLRs make that way easier because you can just see exactly what you're doing. This is why, even with digital cameras, I still. Mm. I still prefer to be able to see through an SLR, see actually exactly what it is, even though I know that the screens are getting a lot better on the digital viewfinder things. Um, uh, this not never quite as good as actually just seeing what you're looking at. But, mm. uh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, I think uh, you're up next for this next one. Okay. This next one is from Jonathan Becker, who writes in to say, Dear Sunbeams, please find my attached entry to the Cheap Shots Challenge with the topic of harvest. I have to say this topic was quite a challenge because it's November and now already December. Um, <laughs> when thinking of harvest, golden wheat fields come into mind, but those are harvested in August here. And then apple trees, wine, and all the other fruits and vegetables are what I would also think of, but that's gone by October. <laughs> I did think, I was thinking this when you announced this topic. I was like, mm, uh-oh. So Dude. this took it. <laughs> Without your horticultural guidance, we're nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so this topic took quite some thinking. There was also not a lot of light found in this time of the year. So only a few hours of dim light on the weekend and work days. I can only do photography in the dark. This lack of light was an additional challenge, but also gave me the inspiration for what I did. Beware, a pretentious artist statement follows now. Okay, brace yourselves, everybody. (laughs) The long days and the warm rays of sunlight do not only provide us with food to harvest, but are itself something to remember and help us through the dark winter time. Just as apples from a tree, we harvest the feeling of summer and autumn for the long dark nights. Ooh, <laughs> Very nice. good. Like that. So that's the idea. Just one problem. I have to translate that concept onto film using my Puva Start, a camera which makes a Holger look like it was made by Hasselblad. <laughs> no way to focus. One shutter speed and bulb exposure, and a rangefinder, which is not really more than a hole to look through. For film stock, I chose Pan F50 expired in 2005 (laughs) because why suddenly make it easier on that side? (laughs) 
The first picture shows the fruits made out of light on the tree and ready to be harvested. This was done by a 20 minute exposure of the tree and then overlaid with a double exposure of some Christmas lights pushed through the back of a cardboard box. Yeah. No focus abilities of the camera result here. Oh, so there's no focus result here in, in nicely out of focus light boards. I did several tries of that image and I can tell you lining those shots up was nearly impossible with mm. the rangefinder of that camera. <laughs> the second picture is after the harvest, a basket full of light. Doing a double exposure here turned out to be impossible. Without a ground glass or parallax collection, it's impossible to line up. I achieved the result in the picture by again an exposure time of nearly 20 minutes Oof. and by putting three remote controlled flashes in the basket. <laughs> While exposing the shot, I fired the flashes as often as possible, thereby lighting up half the neighbourhood. But the results kind of work. 20 minutes? Yowzers! That's, that's <laughs> impressive. Well, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot in there. I mean, first, firstly, extra credit for taking cheap shots and challenge yeah. as two separate themes and working on them both. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is there certainly it seems to be quite a lot of challenge in creating these images. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, to, to describe them, so the first, the first picture is of a young tree standing in isolation and through the double exposure, and um, what um, Jonathan has managed to do is basically make it look as though the tree has apple, apples of light. Yes, exactly. Lights, yeah. Um, in the tree. And he has, in this image, uh, managed to line it up very well. Um, and in the second picture... I love got, this picture. Yeah, mm. you've you've got this wicker basket uh and full of just light. Full of a glowing light down there. Um what a great idea, well executed with terrible equipment. Um it is, it is. very it's, well yeah, done. Yeah, I, I agree. And very a very effective result, yes. Um so yeah, wowzers. So, the basket has a, has a real magical feel to it. I think mm -hmm. it's like um, I don't know Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz has left her basket on the side. It's, it's really nice. I, I love. I think that that light using those flashes is really added to that picture. It's fifty percent Wizard of Oz and fifty percent yeah. that bit in Pulp Fiction where they open up the briefcase and you never see what's inside uh, it. Oh yes. the MacGuffin yeah, from it, Pulp Fiction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so let's work this because that 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 um, the technicality of that basket shot is intriguing me. So I'm going to work it back through. So, so it's Pan F, fit, fit, so 50 ISO film yeah. expired in 2005. So what will a, a 15 year old film stock have lost into one stop, two stops? Uh, probably about one stop, I would guess. Yeah. Okay. So, so probably an ISO, let's say, of 25, and then the. Yeah, one shutter speed, no way to focus, one shutter speed and bulb exposure. Okay, clearly the bulb exposure was used for, unless the one shutter speed is 20 minutes, which would be slightly <laughs> unusual. <laughs> mm -hmm. So shot a bulb. Uh, does it, okay, don't know what the, um, but the, uh, don't really, don't, doesn't say what the, the aperture is, but clearly. I think probably guess going to be F8, maybe even F11, I would uh, guess. Yeah, or, or like a whole, it'll say F11, but it's actually 14 or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, 
Okay, so yeah, so it's going to be pretty, uh, and of course shot in the dark, and then lots and lots of flashes of the lights. Mm. I think it, yeah, it has been very well executed because there's still a lot of detail inside the wicker basket and inside the handle of the basket where those lights have, have bounced. So I think that's you know, really, really well done. Um, in the uh, Have you guys ever done that? Have you ever guys ever done uh, lighting a scene, a long exposure scene at night with flashes? No. Yeah, I've mucked around a bit with it, um, but not not in this way. I, th I think one of the hardest parts when you're doing a long exposure and using lights, whether it's flash or um, a torch or whatever it might be, if you're doing light painting or something, is making sure that you get that the light doesn't all overwhelm one area. And that's yes. what's been so successful here is that the light is all very neatly contained. You've got this bundle of light at the bottom of the basket kind of glowing up. And to have achieved that without it just spilling out and just whiting out air is... It's quite is, astonishing, yeah. actually. It is mm. yeah, very well done. Indeed, yes. Yeah. I mean, I've played with this a little bit. Not on film, I have to say. I don't think. I've done it on digital, you know, down, at, down in the woods in the middle of the night and using mm -hmm. you're putting a, an exposure on for 10 15 20 seconds something like that um yeah. not 20 minutes um but uh uh and then using you're just taking the the, the flash on its the, the speed light on its lowest power and just popping it you know it di with in direction to sort of light the bits of the photo that i chose to be lit um and it works it, it can work very nicely but it is mm -hmm. a, definitely a, a trial and error thing even with digital so to achieve this is brilliant well done mm. martin yeah yeah very good very fantastic good. fantastic right okay on to the next contributor um we have it <clears throat> excuse me from ted air hey sunny 16 podcast folks i loved your episode on what gets you energized about photography and it in turn had me itching to get out with my cameras again oh very glad to hear that ted now i'm a new listener and relatively new photography enthusiast living and working in manchester i liked rachel's theme of harvest because we all have such different images and interpretations of what that means to us. Certainly do today. For me, it means seeing the kitchen garden and the community garden at RHS Bridgewater finally come good. Ah, that's interesting. Uh, loyal listeners will hear me talk about RHS um, at Wisley, the Royal Horticultural Society Gardens at Wisley. Um, uh, and Bridgewater is another of those, as I understand it. Um, the two pictures I've included here are from September. Okay, good harvesting time. And it was only my second time using the camera and my first time ever using that film. I'm not sure what I need to detail to qualify for the challenge, but this is the gear I used. Olympus XA, bought for £80 from Skiers Photographic in Nottingham. Kodak Ektar 100, bought for £12 from Analog Wonderland and developed and scanned by the Come Through Lab in Ancoats, Manchester. Uh, windowsill tomatoes in the garden oh and these are the names of the photos sorry uh this first one is windowsill tomatoes in the kitchen garden at rhs bridgewater in salford uh, which is just outside of manchester and uh okay so this first one then uh, is indeed uh looking through a glass house um so the uh, if you imagine a, a wooden framed glass house the sort you'd find in a in an english country garden funnily enough <laughs> um bit more bit bigger by the looks of it than your average uh you know uh sort of domestic greenhouse um uh, it's got a proper sized door with it you know uh you know uh, and you can walk into it clearly um and there's lots of stuff on display there i i really like this the colors are really nice and there's the tomatoes that have been harvested already in a box on the windowsill and the plants in the background and, and things like that it, 
it hints at a, a golden age of kitchen gardening, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It certainly does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you can, yeah, you can tell it's the end of the season because lots of green tomatoes there being harvested. So... Is, is, is that so? Is that right? So not indicative of the beginning of the season then? Would they not? No, be, no. They, they start red and go green. Do they? I mean, I'm not much. Of... <laughs> no, they start green and go red. But at the end of the season, you're like, okay, these aren't going to ripen. Let's just pick yeah. them anyway. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And September and would be them. the end of the tomato in season, wouldn't they? They're usually in summer things. Hmm. Yeah, in Spain they have a lovely um, tomato that I really love, and it's called a raft. Have you ha- ever had raft tomatoes? And they're like green. No, they're lovely rafts. Yeah, one of my favourite dishes is <laughs> tomato con ajo, which is tomatoes and garlic. It's just tomatoes and raw garlic and olive oil on these lovely green raft tomatoes, and and it's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, cool. Nice little recipe <laughs> corner there. For just as an aside, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I I salad. <laughs> so, the, another, so another thing I want to say about about hmm. Ted's first picture here, it just. It makes me feel like I want to be there, right? Yeah. It, it feel, it, it's got a really welcoming feel to it, this photograph. And I don't, yeah, uh, and I'm not, I, I don't grow my own tomatoes or anything. <laughs> my next door neighbour does, and she gives us some of hers, which is lovely of her. Um, mm. But um, it's, uh, it's not something um, I do, but it's just, it feels like a really inviting photograph. And I can't exactly put my finger on it, but there's just something, something yeah. ineffable about it that is, that is, I find very inviting. I, I think that of the second picture. Do you? Okay, well, go, yeah, go ahead and describe the like, second picture. Then. I feel like the second picture, um, I really want to be there. It just feels like a lovely summer. It feels sort of that sort of three o'clock in the afternoon of a lovely summer's day um when it's just maybe you've uh, <laughs> come back from the beach or something and then you come into this lovely garden and there's these beautiful um beautiful apples hanging off the tree which actually look like pomegranates don't they they they're apples almost, but they yeah, actually almost red, look like pomegranates and um everything looks ripe and just lovely and um you know the, the film stock here it's a, it's a beautiful really quite a vivid blue sky isn't it vivid red mm, it apples is. yeah, yeah. It, it just that's what it makes me feel like it makes me feel like i want to go into the pictures sit under that tree and pull off some apples and eat them yeah i think you're right about the film stock though so uh yeah ted was saying he used Eggtile 100 so you know mm. um which is a film i i've enjoyed lots um over the years um, always good, you know, saturated, strong colours, um, and uh, yeah, definitely has a, a slightly warm feeling about it as well. So yeah, yeah. Good, good choice, Ted. Good choice. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. So uh, Claire, you're up next. Then. Okay. Yeah. So this is from Billy, Billy Sanford. So, um, hello, sunbeams. For the theme of harvest, I considered film photography in terms of farming. Mm, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, making images seemed to me like working the soil. Printing and scanning seemed like preparing a meal from the bounty. So then the harvest must be the developing phase. I made this image during a marathon C41 developing session with my trusty Vivitar 460PZ point and shoot on a roll of Arista EDU 400. 
Five rolls are shown beginning to dry along with the reels, the measuring graduates and various developing accessories. Thank you as always for the inspiration, Billy. So measuring graduates, that's a nice word. Is that like a different, <laughs> different way of... Um... That's what the film The Graduate is about. It's about some jugs. <laughs> measuring graduates. It's closer to the <laughs> truth than you might have <laughs> first intended, that. actually, Graham. Um, the, yeah. That's, so, so Billy's gone with the metaphorical interpretation yeah. of the harvest. <laughs> you know, uh, as opposed to all of the other very literal ones we've been getting so far. Well, we've we actually as we've gone on, we've, we've had a few literal ones, yeah. Okay, so so yeah, Billy's Billy's metaphor clearly here being the whole analog photography process where the harvest is the bit at the end. So, um, mm -hmm. so yeah, um, I, I you know, it's a uh, it's this one's an interesting one because it, it is it is at the same time both the behind the scenes shot and the actual shot itself, isn't it? Mm -hmm. because the uh, the five rolls of film hanging out there to, or five strips yeah. of film hanging out there to dry are clearly um, you know, the subject um, which is interesting because it's quite a in some ways it's quite a busy photograph there's a lot going on in it um, but clearly for you know front and center are those those films hanging out to dry so you'd, mm. th those would definitely be where my you know where my, uh, my eyes go first in this image so yeah I think it's a good choice for harvest because I, that, yeah. I think that's, you know, you do you do go out, you sow the seeds of taking pictures, I guess, and especially with film, because there is always that time delay. It does feel a bit like, OK, as somebody who has to dig up, dig up potatoes on an almost annual basis, <laughs> there is a similar feeling. You're like, OK, let's let's open this up and see if they've actually grown or, or see if the pictures are actually not crap. And yeah. There's there's a similar emotional feelings involved, um, so I can I think that's okay all right yeah all right good good yeah. my very niche view on this yeah, if, if if you're happy with them yeah if you're happy the metaphor you are the judge after all so yeah, yeah exactly I judge that not guilty of being <laughs> a, a bad metaphor um, okay I think this is our last one it um, is which I realise now <laughs> I've um, apologies in advance for what is about to be a terrible mispronunciation um, but I'm going to go with Mikhail Bukovich, um, if I've got that wrong, which I almost certainly have, probably completely apologies. Um, anyway, he writes in to say, oh, you going Michael in the email. So I'm going to go Michael Bukovich. <laughs> so at least then <laughs> I'm only 50% wrong. <laughs> Hi, guys. Michael here. Quite a long-time listener. First-time interactor. Jumping in to drop my contest entries. I know I took my time, but I hope this mail will find you in time just snuck in in time <laughs> i decided to interpret the harvest theme in many different ways stating as shown below one the camera shmina symbol harvested off my friend's relative found during general house cleaning got it for free and even after a little cla it had cost me way less than 30 pounds with the camera's value of about five pounds <laughs> it's a cheap old scale focus soviet camera with glass yet terrible lens five shutter speeds conveniently marked as full sun some with cloud partial cloudy full cloud and a cloud with rain and also five aperture sizes surprisingly i liked using it very much despite the toy like feel to it so this is very much like our cosmic symbols that we talked about yeah, earlier. yeah by the sound of it 
The film Kodak Dolex harvested off a 100 foot roll by a guy I bought it from. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My current favorite black and white film stock. Three, the trip. It was my first solo backpacking photography trip in the mountains. A metaphorical crop during harvest, being all the knowledge and inspiration I get from amazing analog community. Four, the photographs. I so far scanned two out of the three rolls I took with the Shemina during these three days, and I mostly harvested knowledge. <laughs> the Soviet toy is not exactly suitable for landscape. Okay, photos. Many shots turned out blurry or simply mediocre due to quite shitty lens. <laughs> I think I'm going to try using it to my advantage next time to try achieving a very specific look. <laughs> I'm guessing he means shitty by that. <laughs> Nonetheless, I quite like a number of them and have the honour to present two of my current favourites here. I'm not too good at coming up with creative titles for my photos, so they're called Oh boy. <laughs> Sunrise <laughs> by Krasowski Hill <laughs> and Sheep Rocks at Noon, <laughs> respectively. I took both of them the same day, the first one before starting a hike. The plant covered in morning frost reflected by the light beautifully. I shot it at F4 to achieve as much bokeh as this tiny lens can and did my best to estimate the distance. The result is quite pleasing to me. Didn't do too much in Lightroom except for adding some contrast. Uh, so let's look at this first one. This first one I think has been incredibly successful for a um, very basic uh, camera where you can't judge distance. You're having to, you know, you're, you're having to focus based on how far away you think it is. Yeah. Um, the focus is spot and, on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A nice, it's got great nice... atmosphere, hasn't it? Mm, it does. It does, yes. Yeah, a frosty, misty morning. You don't, definitely mm. with the sense the sun's going to burn it off because it feels like it's quite sunny in the background there. It's wondering. Wondering whether the sun is going to burn off all the mist and and melt the frost mm. and get on with the day, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, nice, nice mm. portrait picture of uh, some golden rod covered in frost. I have to say these things, just so you know, I'm, I'm an expert. <laughs> That's what that is, golden rod. No, is it? Is that a type <laughs> right. of wheat? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's a it is um, a flowering plant. Oh, it's a flowering plant. Oh, okay. Yeah, it grows wild. Obviously, yeah. So. Oh. Um, the second uh, one was shot five hours later during the mostly sunny few hours I had left. The lens struggled to register both the very bright snow on the rock in the middle of the frame and the small shadow area on the left, which to me renders the scene more dramatically. The harvest theme ought to be taken more metaphorically here. Hooray! <laughs> um, hope I didn't put too much text here. Thanks for the opportunity to participate from Michael. Thank you so much for participating, mm. Michael. Um, I So this second one, again, in, I, I love how many pictures here have been taken in portrait. I love, I, I know this is a real dumb thing to say, I love portrait. I love portrait aspect photos. Um, and it's of a really nice interesting tall rock formation um and there's one rock at the base kind of lying on the ground next to the stack facing towards the sun which has been really brightly lit up and it's kind of glowing away there uh, it's really cool it's the kind of picture i don't think you could deliberately take um the camera and the light and the film has to be just right to get this kind of weird like oh, that's what that's done i guess and i love it I love. I like this picture too. It looks like a good set to me. 
I'd like to be there. It's a bit picky <laughs> at Hanging Rock, this one. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's definitely got atmosphere, hasn't it? And and mm. the, the the angle of the composition shooting up at it from below and stuff like that as well, yeah, helps to 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 make that a thing, doesn't it? Yeah. On the subject of harvesting, I think when you're using cameras like the Schmina or if you're using a Holger or a Diana or something else, <laughs> then harvesting your pictures really does become even more of a feeling because it's like, oh boy, I, <laughs> every one or two good ones from an entire roll of um, debatable guff becomes very valuable. Um, but yeah, great stuff. Great stuff, everybody. Yeah, I, thank you very much, everybody, for, for the entries. It's awesome. Uh, I suppose, uh, yes, and apologies again for us taking a little bit of time to make this show. Um, events overtook us somewhat, uh, whether they be illness or work or mm. other things going on. It's taken us a, uh, an inordinate amount of time to get this show done. So um, thank you for bearing with us. Yeah. Which uh, I, I suppose is... Uh, probably best we don't postpone uh, the moment of decision making um, from our super special guest host um, yeah. too long. Um, you know, this isn't you know uh, one of those shows where you either win a prize or get fired, and there's sort of ten minutes of dead time between them saying, "And the winner is." Yeah, in this show, you just get fired. Um, you know, <laughs> I I came on this morning to look at this morning this evening to look at the pictures, and I thought, ah. Picking a winner is going to be fairly easy, um, I, you know, because I tend to have quite strong feelings about what I do like and what I don't care for. And um, it really is, this is a very cliche thing to say. This is actually way harder than I thought it was going to be because <laughs> I genuinely think literally everybody has produced pictures that I really like. Um, just going through, you know, I, I, I think out of Aaron's, the, the first picture with his daughter holding the apple, I, I love that picture. That picture with the digger looking, uh, appearing over the ridge, it's great. Um, I, I love the picture of the farmer on the tractor um, and, and the landscape too, but the farmer on the tractor, in particular his flat cap. Um, the portrait of the of Dave's son at the arcade is just a, a cracking picture. Um the oysters, the way that pops and using that camera so well, it's great. Um, Jonathan's, I, I, I think at the light gathering basket for me with Jonathan's pictures, just such a triumph. The tomatoes in the, in the greenhouse, uh, Billy's film harvesting, although I look at that and go, oh, I'm just picturing how much dust there is in there. Color films just seems to magnetize <laughs> the dust in my house. And the lovely glowing rock, I mean, just this, everyone has pictures that I really like. Um, I think because for one, it's a great example of a picture that has been made and not just taken. Two, I think, and so this is going to make it difficult to know because I think there's, there's a couple of people whose pictures both fit into these categories. Two, I think they've done a good job uh, with sticking to the theme. And um, there's been a lot of very good and creative. Um, stretching of the theme, which I hugely <laughs> respect as a bullshitter. Um, but this one holds quite close, uh, holds very close to them. But two, three, <laughs> whatever number one, three, because, and this is what's going to give it away, because he got his daughter involved in it for, for all these reasons. And the basic reason that it's just a really good 
picture as well for all of these things. It's a well-made picture that took time and thought and you got your daughter involved and engaged with it and you made a lovely picture on the theme of harvest which has got a lovely apple in it. Um, Aaron Alfano and his daughter Sierra, that is my winning picture of the Harvest Sheep Shots Challenge with everybody in runners-up place. <laughs> <laughs> well congratulations done. aaron and sienna excellent good mm. stuff there and thank you thank you graham for your um surprisingly well-evidenced judgment <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah well i didn't think about going with complete bullshit but i decided not to on this yeah also i mean that camera that he's using the the um uh, pentax spotmatic it's just great little camera well great chunky camera but great example of keeping an eye out for a camera with you can pick up relatively cheaply still and get amazing results with it it's lovely yeah no it, it is and and I, I appreciate what you say actually as we've been going through these and spending because you you, you 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 know clearly we've been collecting them for a little while and so we've had a chance to look at them but when you actually really go through them and you talk with them and i hear your views and i hear claire's views and things like that and it really draws out things that you don't see when you look at them just on your own mm. it's definitely something to be said for talking together about an image in a, or a collection of images and I've been thinking, I think, oh, I'm glad I'm not judging this because I've had yeah, exactly the same thing as you said, Graham. It's just like, actually, everybody's done something really, really good. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's, you know, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it would have been a, a difficult challenge. Um, slightly yeah. less so with the second phase <laughs> of the, oh yeah yeah the we, we... so so regular listeners will know um if you've been listening for a while and listened to the cheap shot challenge before normally there's a sort of brief interlude because it normally takes us a, a decent length of time as it has done today to get through the listener submissions hmm. um and then we know that we've got a good you know another hour to go going through all the host submissions and and comparing them and talking amongst ourselves and getting our our guest host um you know to to judge those as well um we we decided to speed that up for you all this time <laughs> <laughs> um and uh you know through through dint of complete failure by almost everybody to uh, on the on the sunny 16 team to either turn up or produce any images <laughs> yeah and let's be fair to both christian and rachel they did fail to turn up and take pictures it's not as if they would have had pictures if they'd been here no, they've, they've both gone for the double failure definitely yeah <laughs> yeah exactly they they could this is the real reason why they're not here they just could they could not bring their faces to be so seen is it, is it safe to say then that any Anybody who turns up can't possibly be last. Yes. <laughs> so, so it, to be fair, there is one picture in this folder. Now, this this was Claire's contribution. Now, Claire, when did you take this picture? A while ago. <laughs> be, be, I mean, did you take it in 2022? <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of okay so and it's a picture of um a river isn't it it's a picture of oh excuse me of um the local close to where i live it's the local nature reserve called penros and um it's near the duck pond <laughs> and it was the end of the day <laughs> and um because um, when it was quite icy and snowy, so there was um, some of that captured on the tree tree branches, and you can just see through the, you know, the, the lights coming down. It's towards the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, 
you've got to listen to a lot of um great stretching of the definition how are you tying this into harvest I was like harvesting the end of the day and the winter trees. <laughs> that, that popular expression, harvesting the end of the day. Ah, yes, we all know it. Winter trees, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> oh, excuse me, um, I'd actually wanted to do, when the theme came out, the first thing I thought of was, oh, you know, um, like orange pumpkins and stuff, but then that the time rolled on. But... Um, it's quite the 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 setting though the nature reserve is quite special because it's kind of under threat at the moment so i really hope it's um it's a, it's an area of it's a beautiful reserve with lots of trees and it's got a beach and then it's got the duck ponds and different things it's a very well used community resource see i'm, I'm getting on a bit of a soapbox now <laughs> but there's a bit but the locals are resisting a plan to develop it and turn it into a kind of centre parks type of a place, I suppose. So I, I really hope that doesn't happen. I hope it remains a green place. It's got a lot of red squirrels in there as well. And <laughs> a lot of, not in the picture, but in the place. Yeah, no. And um, a lot of rare birds as well. A lot of bird watchers go there. It's really well used. It's a really lovely place, actually. Yeah. Well, um, it's a lovely picture. It's a terrible justification. It's a winner! <laughs> being the only entry. <laughs> I have such a lot of competition, didn't I, from my host? You did. So... You smashed it, Claire. Age, you get second place because you at least turned up to take the shame of failing miserably in the face. Um, and the other two yeah. um, are fired. <laughs> yeah, um, congratulations, Claire. A worthy win. <laughs> um uh it's uh yes um uh i'm sure um i'm sure you'll spend your winnings wisely <laughs> <laughs> it is difficult i've got so tomorrow evening just so i can sympathize a little bit with you guys tomorrow evening i've got my camera club my local camera club going on mm. and they they most months there's a competition i say competition in the loose sense of it, but a competition there and the theme for this month was movement and i was like oh that's gonna be a doddle you can do movement at home it's there's so many things you can do for movement just need a bit of thought and uh, oh man have i got anything for it no i haven't <laughs> i i took a one hour exposure of one hour a, of a watch face <laughs> <laughs> to get the hand moving around so I'm, a, so I'm a watch guy now and you know what that picture is really boring it's a picture of a bloody watch face for one hour also it turns out digital cameras do not like doing one hour exposures very much um but um yeah, yeah. it's not easy getting photos <laughs> turns out so if yeah. it was easy it wouldn't be any fun would it no, that's true. And that's why I have all the more credit to everybody who took part in this month's, uh, well, this month's, in this last quarter's Cheap Shots Challenge. Yeah, yes. Well, I'll tell you what. So, Graham, thank you very much uh, for joining us. It's a pleasure, of course, to see you. Um, yeah. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for, uh, you know, for participating and um, passing judgment uh, in a kind and fair and uh, you know, pretty even handed way. Actually, I'm 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 impressed. Thanks. So, you know, this vac this vacation is doing me the power of good, clearly. It is. Clearly, it's relieved the stress that makes you usually rant and rage and and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Either that or I'm just saving that. Oh, uh, well, I mean, feel free to go guess on other people's podcasts if you feel like you need a, an escape valve. I hear... Uh, I, don't know, I hear I dream of cameras as, you know, it's gone expletive these days, you know. I'm sure the boys <laughs> would be... You'd be you know, 
<laughs> yeah, they'd love that. They'd love that. I'm sure you could do it. Um, what's the what's the what's the equivalent uh, for photo bombing if you do it on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Invade, <laughs> invade, yeah, in, in, invade. <laughs> I dream of cameras and and uh, yeah, yeah, maybe not, maybe not. There might be a, a, a clash of artistic styles. <laughs> yes, just just possible, just possible. Um, <laughs> Are you are you going to set? I don't know because we didn't talk about this before. Are you going to do another cheap shots challenge rolling forward from this? You're going to have a break between this. Uh, indubitably, we will, um, but we're not going to set that right now. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, I think we need to figure out. Um, uh, you know, uh, there's not another harvest for a little while yet. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to wait till let's say April, and then you're going to set the theme of snow and frost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That sounds like an ideal opportunity <laughs> yes so no i think i think it's probably fair to recognize that we we set some some themes for last year and uh you know whilst several of our listeners um uh, especially billy actually engaged in those quite uh, energetically um uh, as a team a, a podcasting team we failed to engage fully with our our themes um and uh and we've not given the best showing on the cheap shots challenge so we're not exactly leading by example at the moment <laughs> Oh, bad example. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, but uh, so we'll 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 we'll, we'll uh, yes, circle the wagons, gather our thoughts, and uh, figure out how best to uh, to actually participate in these things. <laughs> Harvest the afternoon light, whatever it was, Claire said. <laughs> yes. Harvest an afternoon nap on my sofa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool okay right um i think that's probably near the end of the show unless anybody has any yeah. announcements to make no but uh if anyone's near barn any listeners live in around in and around barnsley um i noticed that there was a diane arbus um exhibition on i saw Ooh. an exhibition of her work a few years back in i think it was 2018 in um london on the south bank I think it was the Hayward Gallery. Anyway, it was really good, really good. So if anyone is in that area, I would recommend going to see that. It would be really good. So mm-hmm. Diane Arbus in the Barnsley. And also I noticed that in the V&A in London, there's um looks like there's a really good exhibition on on um, South Korea and culture. And it's it's got some pictures and installations. It just looks really good. So um, it's always good to get inspiration, isn't it? So. Absolutely. If you're around those parts, yeah. <laughs> uh, a me. friend a friend sent me some pictures. Um not I guess not film, but um I think the British Wildlife Photographer of the Year exhibition is going on in Bristol at the moment. Um yeah. so if we go and look at some amazing pictures of wildlife, then mm. Bristol's the place to be. Well, Bristol and there was a deadline, it's gone now, but there's a Belfast, um the Belfast Photo Festival. I'd kind of only came across it. It looks really good. The Belfast Photo Festival. Uh, interesting. I think it's on of, later in the year, over the summer, I think. It looks really good. Hmm. Cool. All right. Brilliant. Well, uh, I think we're done then, are we? Mm-hmm. In which case, uh, thank you very much, everybody. Um, it's good to have a cheap shots show again. Uh, it feels like it's been a while, so um, yeah, watch out for the next one. Um, we have been the Sunny Sixteen podcast. As always, it is an honour and a privilege to talk with you all. Um, we will be back next week. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.